0: I've always done whatever I wanted to do at the time, mm. you know, and that's been a lot of things through the time. But right now, what I do, I'm caring for my wife. It's 100. percent that's my main job in life. And and to the obviously, when you do something like that, it's to the detriment of other parts of your life.
1: Mm.
0: You know, but that's that's cool. I'm I'm happy with that role that I'm doing now. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, you know, look, look, we're in, you know, my, I'm focused on an intensive rehabilitation process for my wife, and we're going to get there. you know at a cost of other things in our life yeah but that's fine you know we've prioritized what we want yeah i think um
1: like setbacks come in all different shapes absolutely and the ability to understand what the setback is and like actualizing like right here's what we're going to do moving forward i think that ability once you've got it under control with something on the small end yeah. The medium end, then it gets to something like this where it is mm. like you don't really have a choice at this point. It's all-encompassing, no. and you've got to you've got to do it.
0: Well, I think there's choices there, but not the one that I took, you mm. know, and not the one that some people take. Other people, you know, like I mean, I know, well, I don't know personally, but there, some people might not go down this route. In fact, when was in, when I was in ICU. The, we were confronted by the doctors and, and I know there's people that didn't go down this route yeah. that we're on, you know, by choice. Yeah. Anyway, look, you know, like you say, you just confront it every day. It's, just, it's always a point of view, you yeah. know, that's what it is, you know.
1: Do you feel, I've always had this thing in my mind, like, and this is obviously growing up, with just having too much media thrown at you from all movies and ads and this mm, and that. Mm. But there's this idea of like the golden days, mm. you know, and i think for the first half of like until i kind of became conscious as an adult mm, mm. i had this idea that the golden days were going to happen and once they were over things were going to start getting worse and then you would always have this moment of reflecting on the golden days mm. but now that i'm a bit o- bit older i try and i take still take that structure of like there are golden days mm. but let's make it i want to have a golden life I want, I want everything to be golden days
0: this is the golden days
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: you know we're always in our golden days in fact if in a weird way that's um, that's one of the chapters in the book wow okay you know yeah so um and I took that from my mother who also wrote a memoir right that's a part memoir part hospital drama you know um but yeah mum wrote a book and 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 and, you know like she impressed upon me she you know she wrote you know she was pretty active artist as well you know and um she always impressed on me to you know um seize the moment basically yeah. you know and do follow your dreams and do all that stuff
1: do you have a i always find this kind of fracture in how i approach things where there is being in the moment and mm-hmm. as an artist having some oh, sort yeah. of recording or reflection of it and recording's it's different you know like to yeah. even to have like a brilliant time and then to write about it sometimes i just want to go to bed and make it a brilliant <sighs> day you know
0: it's yeah the the, 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 the i have a uh what, what, i don't even know what the word is a um, a confusion of, of you know i mean uh, i mean what's art anyway i right. mean uh, you know it's an expression of a pure honest expression of your emotions yep at the time yeah in, in whatever form in whatever form dance music sculpture artwork painting whatever but it's got to be honest it's got to be pure that makes it unique to you yep or me and it doesn't matter if it's bad or good you know yeah because i mean every, like you just said everybody has good days and bad days everyone has shit art and good art yeah but that's not the determining factor it's determining the, the in my mind anyway it's 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 what um it's long as it's you yeah and just you and you're not copying someone else it's like a cover band you can be the best cover band in the world but you're still a cover band
1: yeah but there's also this argument that there is art in being a cover band there is the sometimes the exact replication or that they took something that was like this and it's not better than the original but it's different in a way that it's unique
0: yeah well I get that yeah that's true and there are there are some guys that have covered songs and or and girls that have covered songs that that have been probably better than the original yeah one that comes to mind for me be Joe Cocker with a little help from my friends covered the Beatles song and I thought he's one of the earliest covers that I heard that was better than the original in my mind
1: anyway it's definitely one of those things that when it happens, it, you almost have to listen twice before you make a decision because you're like, yeah. I've got a massive imprint of what this was or is. Yeah, yeah. And if you're trying to, yeah. I don't know, sometimes I, I only kind of defend that because at the moment as a digital artist, yeah, yeah. I find that like this graphic design stuff
0: that I'm mm. messing mm. with, which yeah. is what it is. You're sampling it all over the place. I've
1: got to grab everyone else's Absolutely.
0: Now that's fine. But, when, but what you put together in the end result is still how you put it together. It's not how someone that's else That's
1: right. It and obviously in that situation, that's yeah. the art.
0: Yeah, yeah. And as I say, the, I don't know. I mean, I, my, my clash is what's an artist. And, and, you know, when I said what an artist was then, I always, you're always sort of thinking, oh, my art's not good enough. Mm, yeah, you know, yeah. you always have that clash. You, yeah. you always sort of think to yourself, oh, Jesus, that was a good song. And then you think, oh, Jesus, I'm not so sure about that now. You know, and you, I think and you that go makes back you to an artist, eh? Hey? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and then how many artists, how many big name artists have have, have struggled with that identity? yeah you know and of, of the whether their arts any good or not you know
1: i think it's an imposter syndrome
0: absolutely mm. it is an imposter, and everyone's got a bit of that in it yeah i yeah. think
1: there's um and even that there's a great example of like i like obviously with black ink and the persona that black ink has i put forward that mm. i'm confident i'm daring mm. and i am mm. in a sense mm. i'm confident yeah. daring and i'm yeah. very ambitious and i'm trying a lot of things yeah every day i yeah. wake up and think well, what am i doing What's yeah, going on? I'm
0: glad you said that because I mean I do watch your podcasts. I've, I've you know I've seen not all of them, but I've seen some of them. Yep. And you do you come across as very confident and I'm glad and, and positive. And that's but that's that's really important because I mean I mean I like to think I'm the same, but you you have bad days. But the thing is, that's where you get your you know that's where you get your strength from basically. It's dark, because yeah. it's easy to be happy. It's easy to be good. Yeah. It's when the shit hits the fan. That's when you've got a. that's what tests you out. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. yeah. I think there's definitely something to, I feel a social responsibility now to be yeah. positive. Yeah. That's right. Because I do realize that I don't know how big it is and I don't know what tone it's in, but I have an, I have a voice and I have an audience. Yeah. And I would, I for the last thing, I, I would want to hope is that I deliver something that's not like, positive or beneficial or uh, progressive. You're doing a good
0: job. You're doing a great job. In fact, I'm wondering why the hell you got me on. <laughs> oh,
1: honestly, honestly, the original um, inspiration came from, like, uh, as I said before, like, I feel like I'm in a deep sea of, of like, artistry. Let's call it that. Yeah. Like right. Creativity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, right, like, okay. I do consider myself a creator. And when I look around, one thing that you'll probably relate to is that there's not a lot of us floating around, and there's even fewer of them monetizing it
0: oh yeah look yeah but that's another thing it is monetizing it is another thing have a look at van gogh right sell one painting yeah in his life you know i mean look i mean it's monetizing art and and lots of people have commented on this david bowie as soon as you start to chase the money as a performing artist you're or, or you know like live off commissions all the time then it's it's sort of you're trying to express someone else's emotions true it's very it gets difficult you know and like i mean i've struggled with that a bit over the years you know like performing for money you know it's Mm. i've done it of course but i mean you know at the end of the day (laughs) it's you know in a band situation you've got three other guys and you can't say well let's play for nothing yeah you know but as i get older i'm quite happy to play for nothing
1: i think it's like i think a way to like maybe categorize it as you as you approach as an artist I think there's a part of what I create that I do have to sell yeah. and the art of even marketing it or coming yeah. up with a strategy on how oh. it's going to be a valuable thing for other people yeah. I love that yeah. but I do know that I, I get a very emotionally attached to the results of that as well Yeah, obviously because it's like if you win yeah. here's four grand here's two yeah. and a half grand here's yeah. eight grand you're like yeah. whoa I won and then if you don't win you're like oh here's negative fifteen hundred and you just mm. oh you know, it's it's literally like business gambling, but it's collecting data at the same time.
0: That is, and that's that's the um, the struggle. It that that's just a common small business struggle for is. everyone in small business. Yeah, you know.
1: I recorded this story yesterday actually, and I thought, oh, that's maybe a little bit too deep to a little bit too real to post on my um on my business page. But it was like, if you're if you're like in your first twelve months of small business and you don't have like common like episodes of panic. Yeah. If you're not like crying from extreme happiness and sadness <laughs> every day, don't fuck with me. You're not in small business, you're playing around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But there's yeah. something I mean even to that as well. There's something so attractive about the ins- the insecurity of the future of being in business. Like I,
0: I I think if you if you're giving it 100% and you're honest in your endeavors. Yeah. And you're doing your research, you're working your head off, you're putting the long hours in on anything. Yeah, you can't you can't lose. No, you, you won't yeah. because you that's where all your ninjas are going
1: yeah you know yeah and also it's the it's a thing of like i think you've you you deal with setback you know what i mean mm. like a mm. setback happens mm. and it's like you throw your hands up another brick in the wall well, you go again yeah. and you just get to a point where you're like i had a thousand setbacks and i'm still living yeah bring yeah. on the next thousand that's all yeah. good you yeah. know we'll figure it mm. out yeah. tell me so autumn day is your song your single yeah. yeah that's the first song you've officially released yeah right and i was listening to that interview just now you released it at 66
0: was I? I don't know.
1: Interesting. Interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, must. If that's what's in the interview, must be true. It's on the <laughs> internet. Must be yeah, true. It's on the internet. <laughs>
1: yeah. What um. Yeah. When so when I listened to Autumn Day, the the first uh, thought I had was this is a song to the world, maybe
0: for after you pass. Yeah, I I didn't set out to write it like that. Yep but it's it's eventuated a bit like that i mean people that listen to it say that i've written my own funeral song but that's I,
1: bang on that's exactly what i'm feeling but
0: i didn't write it with that intention necessarily it was just an observation of a moment in time yeah and I've, that's you know like someone takes a photo they want to try and capture that moment in time songwriting's like that for me right it's, it's whenever i write a song it's like a um a reflection of whatever i was feeling at that point in time yeah. in my life so you now my songs sort of like i say, that one made it to the production stage but a lot of them haven't but the other ones tend to be that little signposts milestones throughout my life yeah and like when you write it and you get it out of your system it's like you can let go of that now yeah the dog forward. shaking the water off sort yeah. of thing yeah you know and um i think that for me it's. I'm not. A, I'll say right out now. I'm not a great guitarist. I'm an average guitarist. Okay. But I've. I reckon on a good night I can sing pretty well. Yep. And I've. Um. I reckon. If I've. Put my mind to it and with the right input, I can come up with really good words. I think I'm a wordsmith more than a musician as. Okay. A, as a guitarist, but. Anyway, that's that. But. Yeah. So that was an observation at the time. Um. Yeah. There was a lot went into that song I sat on that song for a couple of years before I completed the lyrics right started off the first line of any song generally writes itself pretty pretty quickly you know that's what sort of that's prompts the,
1: the attractive part of yeah. an artist is kind of there for yeah, you yeah you know
0: that comes up and you say you know and you don't even manufacture that line that line usually just comes to you somehow yeah, or other it's and there it's there and you know and and, and it means something and then I, w- I actually wrote the first verse, and then I didn't go anywhere for about two years. Yeah, and then uh, we went on a cruise up through the Kimberley and on a boat, and you know, and, uh, I was sort of like really taken with an Aboriginal rock can that we discovered. Which right. well, we didn't discover it; it was there. We they knew it was there. Yep, and um, you know, we were allowed to go there without taking photos, and and you know, with due respect, which we all did. But the fact, it, what impressed me was that the ritual that had occurred there yeah tens of thousands of years ago is still powerful presence now yeah and i felt that you know when i was there and and you know like you know the view the, you know like you could just sort of get that guy or the person's part of their life yeah you know and why they chose that spot you know and yeah and, and that was pretty impressive for me and i thought wow that whoever died there whoever was buried there in that rock can their energy persists and that was a beautiful thing and that's common to every culture on the on the planet yeah when somebody dies you know archaeologists have come up with all these rituals they did 500 years ago you know it's, it's never gone away so and you know that so i guess in the end it did but you know it was it was the the first line in the second verse was you can wrap me up in paper paper, and cover me with stones that that was the metaphor right that finished the song for me yeah you know and it became a song you
1: know how interesting i um yeah it's funny because like even like listening to songs in general especially ones that are like yours definitely falls into the category of like it's mm. creatively written like it's mm. it's to listen to it's not just to kind of have on yeah was
0: well, certainly not a dance song. <laughs>
1: anyway. it was, well, I think um, like yeah. I, like I listened to it back to back six times just mm. now before you arrived to come. <coughs> oh, Louie, stop! Mm. Mum must be home. Yeah, 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 she is. But yeah, I listened to it back to back, and I, I kind of got you get to a point where you're like starting to like vibe it, understand. I was like, this is almost church music.
0: It almost yeah. has a church music well, vibe up like to it. That. And that's interesting because I. I I was lucky enough to get a choir a children's choir right, to right. back it up at the end hello and um <laughs> hi but um, that i mean and all they said was god only knows that's the only thing that they said in the whole song at the outro Yep. and um and that's essentially like almost like a plea of course you know i mean there's lots of things out of my control that yep. i don't know about well it's it's um yeah yeah you know i mean I, I hate trying to be smart but and i'm not but that, that's basically a plea for you know i mean i don't know what's going on yeah i mean we all try our best but at the end of the day god only knows you know because you know i guess that's but you're leading on to a different tangent now yeah 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 no i I, I was
1: there's actually so many things you've said where i'm like oh i could go down here and down here and down here well tell me what's your what's your relationship with god
0: i listened to one of your podcasts and um and i liked really liked the way that you have a mantra right right now I've you know I've had one all my life yep and I say it to myself all the time and it's where I find you know the 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 the, the confidence to take on challenges that I think are out of my capability right and I'm appealing to my god Mm. in my mantra Right. And because I know that my God loves me. Yep. Right? And wants me to do well, wants me to be successful. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. But at certain points in my my life, one of the reasons I created the mantra was because, like a lot of people, I used to sabotage my own success. Yeah. You know? Mm. And so how do you get away from that you know how does anybody climb out of that that and 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 what you do is well what i do is i i ask for help i ask for help assistance for guidance and all that stuff in the knowledge that i'm that i know i'll get it yeah it's trust
1: and it's love yeah
0: it's basically that. you know and that's why i know that uh, anything you want whether it's my wife rehabbing successfully yep. or whether it's writing a song or a book or anything, you know. It's um you know, that's anything's possible if you want it and if you devote the energies for it and all that's you know
1: It's kind of crazy when you're out of it, it seems so unbelievable. And then and, and it's it's one of those things I can talk about till I'm blue in the face. I really can. I'm passionate about it. I love it. Because mm. I've got results from it. I put it into practice. It works. Mm. Yeah, you know? Yeah. But and it's usually it's refined down to a few key things. Until you have that experience for the first time and, yeah. and then it starts happening again and then you start really leaning on it. You know, that, yes. that first bit of like probably six months of just like building faith and understanding what mm. faith is to you and, and mm. how to apply it to your life, yep. Is kind of faking it. You're kind of out on a whim by yourself hoping for the best. Mm. And sometimes I can see how people might feel disenfranchised by the idea of it because it doesn't give you that old that that immediate success, you know, that immediate reward. But at the same time now that i've seen it and it's played out it's like it's unbelievable that more people don't
0: well with with you know like in in developing my own personal little mantra i to build it i didn't sort of say this is gonna be my mantra yeah what i did was basically you you come up with where do you want to be? What are you? Where do you want to be? Where do you want to go? How are you going to go about it? And yep. what do you? And and I concentrated on what I what I considered were my weaknesses. Yeah. In my character and um. And where you know things I needed improvement in. Yeah. And. Uh, that's the things that I built into my mantra, basically. You know. I essentially did the same thing. Yeah. For sure. And then asking, for help in in building those things yeah and and that's what you say over time you know it it, all of a sudden you look back and think oh well you know it's helped i
1: think the mantra is actually the documentation that you need to reflect on because like one of the things obviously like a a mantra isn't as personal as it is just like it's so special to me that i don't like sharing it but i like sharing parts of it and like one of the parts that i uh that i end with it's like Super important to me is I'm I'm trying to understand, and this I've had this in my mind for I've got a hair that's driving me nuts. I've had this in for about two years now, and it's basically basically that I have emotions, and I'm allowed to have emotions, but I need to focus on not letting my emotions affect other people. And yes. that's something that when I wrote that, it would bring me to tears to admit that it was that was the case because I yeah. get angry, and everyone else had yeah. to be angry as well. Yeah, and now. So something like I'm still weak I still have weak moments yeah, yeah. but now my day is like I feel it come I feel it go yeah. and I don't change on the surface and it's only when you go like I'm not just handling my shit I'm handling it all the time yeah. and I'm handling it in different yeah. different situations and You're
0: changing as a result your whole That's right you're changing
1: and now you go yeah. when you say that in you know the following morning or the following night and you've had that thought you go wow that's that working Mm, you know, mm, I can mm, lean on that. Yeah. And you start looking around. You're like, what else do I want to get good at? Yeah. You know. Yeah. What are, What are my other weaknesses? Because then, then you look at a weakness as a as a potential future strength. Yeah. So you go, yeah. okay, cool. What else can I change? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it works for me. <laughs> anyway, you, so that's where I I draw inspiration from that. You know, like in, in writing or anything, because it just gives you strength to to do things that are beyond your capability when they pop up. Yep. You know? So 100%. That's
1: it. You um you did a bit of traveling when you were younger. Yeah. What um you left uh, left Australia? Yeah. Unreal. Tell us about that.
0: I left when I was 20. Um to go anywhere basically. But yep. I ended up on a one-way trip to London through through South Africa. Wow. And I spent 364 days in in South Africa because my visa was for a year. Yeah, and uh, my mate actually overstayed his visa and stayed there forty-two years. But I stayed there one. Year. I stayed there for the year, and had a fantastic time there. Went on to London, did a little bit of Europe, and you know that sort of stuff. And um, then came back to Australia. Worked for six months, and then uh, went to Hawaii, San Francisco, up the west coast to Vancouver. Lived in Vancouver for a while, and in Mexico. Back to vancouver wow and then back to australia right and that was when i was backpacking you know yeah. so i spent about about 18 months two years away i think
1: that would have been a completely different experience at 20 then than going anywhere yeah. now
0: i think it was a you know you talk about golden times that was probably a golden time because airfares were, were were coming down at that stage and they were really cheap i mean i got to london for 444 bucks and there was a lot of guys my age doing it. You yep. had to be under 25, I think, to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so, yeah, that was that was um, the travelling. I've done a lot of other travelling since with my wife and stuff, but backpacking's a different experience when you do it on your own. It is. And, the, you know, like, I mean, look back at that now, and, like, there was no internet. There was That was in the 70s, you know? Yeah. And, he, like, my wife, for instance, I knew she was in Europe, and I sent her a letter from Vancouver, post-Restante Madrid. Do you know what that is? No. Post-Restant's where you don't know her address, you don't know anything, you don't oh, know where wow. she is. No, you just send it to Post-Restant, which is basically, I think it used to be care of the Australian consul, or was it just Post-Restant?
1: What, and there's like a In, collection uh, point that they can go to?
0: Yeah, send it to post yeah. And so like travellers used to go around and go to, to the, the head post office, I think it was, and, and just say, is there anything here for me? And I go to post restante, wow. and there you go. So and uh, and she got it, and but that was everyone was confident that they would get it, and I mean lots of people used to write, yeah, to
1: post a and, and they'd get it. That's insane! i literally <laughs> that is never heard of that. That's, well, that's cool
0: though. Yeah, but it, it even goes further than that. Like I mean, you could, this, you know, like I mean, yeah, you know, you'd say, you'd say to someone, oh yeah, you know, I'll catch up at the Oktoberfest. Yeah, yeah, right, and you would, yeah. Even though even though you're in Munich, massive big city, and there's yeah. people everywhere, you still run into them.
1: Yeah, you know. um, it's funny I I was talking to I forget where I got this bit of information but it's just recently I've kind of taken on this new concept that everything used to be about authenticity Mm. and everything is now all about entertainment Mm. right so and this Mm. is something that's really prevalent on social media Mm. you can post something that isn't necessarily authentic or true or wholesome but it can do well because it's entertaining yeah it's hard to tell the difference sometimes isn't it it's annoying
0: because I'm trying to
1: base my obviously I have an online character and persona but that is still authentic of who I am yeah. you know, and then you're going up against basically entertainment. Mm. You're going up against entertainers, mm. you know, mm. and it's interesting that how that correlates with like how people communicate in general, you know. Then it's like I'll meet you here at this time, or, yeah. or I'm going to come past your place after school tomorrow. Yeah. So you'd mm. be waiting at the front gate tomorrow. Yeah. Because I were it's, coming past.
0: It's totally different, but it's always different. I think for well, for the internet's changed everything, but I mean, with the rate of change, but. I think that relative change has always been there from every generation. Yeah. That's why when you grow old, all old people sort of say, oh, you know, it was better in the old days. Yeah. Because they understood that. And, yeah. and the rate of change is exponential. It gets faster and faster and faster until you get so overcome with that change. You yeah. sort of think, oh, see, I'm, I'm just going to deal with what I'm, I know.
1: I'm old now. Yeah, That's what it is. It's like, st- that's not mine anymore. That's right. I don't yeah.
0: have to deal with that anymore. Yeah. But I will deal with what I understand. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guilty of that too, to a certain extent. You know, Look, because I'm, it's
1: changing so fast, I don't want to know about it at all. Well, the crazy thing is, I'm 30 and I can feel myself getting further away from it, and I'm yeah. on the ball. I'm researching the stuff.
0: And you know what? You're you're at you know, I mean, if if we think digitisation has changed our life now, you wait another 20 years, another 10 years. Oh, you know, uh, one more year. Well, maybe that's what I mean. It's mm. it's exponential now. I mean, this ChatGPT is going to bloody. I was just about to say, I, 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 I will things.
1: change everything. Yeah. it's I was actually going to mention this um, before we started. Did you know? This has just started in the past two days. There is now AI that can take 20 minutes of your voice just talking in general, and they can then recreate. Obviously, if you've got video as well, we can recreate your face and your voice saying anything. Yeah. So, people like me who have yeah. 150 or 1,000 hours of my voice and me talking to a camera on the internet, can they can now create voice chats that they can call my Nana with and wow. say, Hey, Nana, I'm, I'm two grand down on a loan. Can you help me out? And she oh, goes, She's looking at me. She's saying, Yeah, of course. Jeez.
0: That's Dodge. I mean, that's and that's just, mind you, the Yanks have had one of those president for the last three years, haven't they? Oh, don't go down that. We'll get, we won't even
1: make it onto YouTube if we start talking yeah, about that. We won't. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely. I think this is the thing. I'm I'm in a situation where I can be very excited about this technology because I literally yeah. have time to understand it and yeah. I can see maybe monetize it, maybe yeah. create yeah. with it, whatever it might be. Yeah. But I think your average Joe blogs that just has a family and doing the thing every day. Mm. It's a bloody scary moment in time.
0: Yeah, it is. But, you know, you don't have to deal with the whole world. You don't, you know, you've you only got to deal with what you want to deal with. True. You know, and maintain... You cannot, you've only got control over your own thoughts. Yep. And if you feel good and you're happy, you don't have too much to worry about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you know. I was talking to Mum about... Well, she's picked up on... Probably listen to the same podcast you listen to about my prayers, my, my mantra. Um, one of my exercises every morning is grateful for three things. Yeah. It has to be different every day. And mum was saying, I've been doing it for so long now that I'm struggling to find things to be grateful for. So that's the exercise. <laughs> now you get it. And I told her, this is this morning, I told her, you know, like the thing that I was grateful for this morning is uh, the, fr- the feeling of freedom that my push bike gives me. Because I've been grateful for it before. But I have identified, because I'm at the point now, I've been doing this for years, where I'm like, what do you be grateful for at this point? The soil? Yes. Yes. You know? So, I then go, okay, well, what is it about the bike that I appreciate? Well, when I ride it, when I come home, it's like, oh, I got to escape everything for 20 minutes just then. Or I got to ride here and do this and it was for free, you know? It's that freedom. So, Yes, you get to a point where you have to exercise your brain and sometimes it's not until you are praying or maybe it's just before you go like, right, what am I going to be grateful for so I know what I'm saying. But you get to a point where if you're planting a sunflower every day on your property, Mm. one seed or three seeds it is for me, you get to a point where there's no more room for the weeds. Mm. And maybe the little few weeds that are left over, you get to a point where you're grateful for them. So then you have some sort of comparison. You're Mm. like, look at these beautiful sunflowers compared to these weeds. And that grateful exercise where like every day you're putting aside time just to go like what am i actually happy about in this because it's so easy Mm. to only be responsive to negative put out spot fires i need to fix this this is i've got a rego coming Mm. to actively exercise that what am i actually vibing with what am i happy about
0: well understand yeah and understanding that like to have a a field full of sunflowers and have a weed, then you appreciate the weed. there's always Plus minus black white hot cold. Yeah. There's always an opposite to what you, whatever you're looking at, concerning about yourself about. Yeah. You know, love hate. So you need one. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, you know, that's what binds us together as as humans. We understand. I understand. Sad. Yeah. Like you do, yep. if you're sad, I don't know exactly you're sad, but I know what sad is, yeah, you know and and I, because we know what happy is, and you know what I mean, so when we're happy, we' say oh that's happy, when we're sad we know that, and and you know, so it binds us together all these ups and downs, yeah, it's having like that point of familiarity it comes to the middle,
1: I always think like with it's it's funny, like you say the rate of change like the change is the same, it's consistent, but the rate of change is what is mm-hmm. what changes I've like. I've been stuck with this thought for a a little while now, where I don't really understand, like, was my experience of childhood in general the same as everyone's experience of childhood in general? Now, the experiences change, but the overall structure of what's going on, of, like, your neuroplasticity, when Mm. things become important or Mm. integral to your survival or life or lifestyle. Mm. And I start thinking, like, well, even if we just look at, like, when a teenager becomes like sexualized or hits puberty sort of thing. Mm. I'm pretty sure that age is changing. So the experience that kids are having, like you imagine kids that are going into high school now, they've seen like hardcore stuff on the internet. Mm. Like their experience, mm. their structure is like shrinking. They like get less time as a kid. Mm. They feel mm. like they're an adult or they're exposed to all these adult things very like a lot more quicker. So I started to think like, what's the long-term effect of that to community? You know, like, how does that then change? Like, how are those kids going to grow up to become adults to then teach their kids, you know? Obviously, you're just applying yourself to the situation as it's in front of you, but...
0: Well, I don't know. I haven't got the answer to that, but it's probably playing out anyway.
1: Oh, it's boggling my mind. In
0: one way, I mean, it's, it's probably always playing out, you know? Mm. As generations... Well, there's no doubt that kids are more mature now than I think that they were... When I was a little kid, for, st- for instance, yeah, yeah, you know, and um, so I think that they're they're a lot more mature at a younger age. So, yeah, I don't know, but I don't know how that's going to play out. I mean, as far as you know, that comes down to parental responsibility and and just the kids' outlook on life, you know, th- which comes down to guidance in the right direction, mm. you know. I haven't, I haven't got all the answers for that I yeah mean, oh no yeah, I, I think if you if you attack it from a point of view of love with you i'm talking as a father now and you know as a parent that if, if you if everything you do to raise your children is founded in love then you won't go wrong you know you're going to make mistakes but you're not going to go wrong yeah you know
1: that's such an interesting topic as a like an aware person i i have not an aware person as a person i have a responsibility to keep this thing going and have children yeah. and at 30 i'm at that stage where i'm like well probably mm. soon mm. i had a vasectomy mm. like seven mm. years ago so i've yeah obviously to, to change that it's like a commitment now mm. but now that i've made that decision we're like okay it's an option what does it look like and trying to like put myself through a, an apprenticeship of being a father before i'm a father yeah and hearing people f- everywhere from 10 years younger than me that are fathers mm. to 50 years older than me that are fathers Mm. and hearing these little bits and pieces of advice and Mm. warnings and what to expect Mm. and all that it's such an interesting thing to collect data from with that in mind you Mm. know I'm going to do this how do I do this at best Mm.
0: you just got to be honest and do it in love that's all you can never give a kid enough love and um, respect them all that sort of stuff Mm. you know yeah 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 what um how how many kids have you got three right eldest is a daughter and I've got two sons
1: right are they uh uh artistically inclined
0: um two of my boys play guitar one of them uh well they both sing a bit but they don't sing professionally or anything like that They've and uh, my daughter's not artistically inclined she's a bit of a writer but not really sort of right. <laughs> um but no i wouldn't say yet right yeah
1: so uh yeah it's funny um i know there's many examples of like people who didn't start hitting creativity until like their 40s or their 50s
0: well i, I think um I, I reckon i'm an accidental artist okay i, I you know I, when i was young taking up the guitar and, and singing and all that kind of stuff i didn't set out to be an artist i, I just set out to have a hell of a good time and party on yeah you know and as time went by my writing as i mentioned before i'm probably more of a writer yeah. i was always writing and now I guess that was a logical extension to write songs, so I did um but the b- book itself, you know um I never set out to write that book, yeah, you know that was a, that was um something that like like I mentioned before it's um it's something that had to come out yeah. you know it it just had to come out. I wrote that whole thing in six weeks on my mobile phone, wow, you know because that's, that's crazy. A, yeah. just, <laughs> well, I was in i c u in Sir Charles Garden Hospital, I was in um high high dependency unit. My wife wasn't communicating at all. Right. You know, she was unconscious on, on life support basically. Where? Well, yeah. And um and you know, like I was bedside the whole time. So what else did you do? You know what I mean, mm. I was there with her. Yeah. And you know, you like to think that she knew I was there with her. I was gonna ask, but she know. is she do
1: you know now if she was aware of you being there?
0: No, not in ICU she wasn't. Right. She doesn't remember anything until one particular day in high high dependency unit when her brother flew over from Queensland. Yeah. And um, that was the first time she communicated yeah. with us by holding up fingers and... Wow. <laughs> you know? What a yes. moment that must have been. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and she's made steady improvement the whole time, but I forget what I was talking about now. Yeah, oh, the, the The book and the writing and that, yeah. So, yeah basically wrote the whole thing and it was too big for a song so it essentially um, it started off as a diary yeah so when you read the first few pages it's not very exciting it's it's essentially a diary because basically you know medications and stuff like that and then it became a book and and you know our whole relationships in there 51 years and the travel and
1: everything did you, so did you write that for an audience to read it or did you write it for yourself both i think
0: i think w- that's what happened i wrote it for my i started off just writing reminding myself look my wife's on these medics she had an aneurysm right? right she was diagnosed with an aneurysm on a friday they they went in and operated on the tuesday they did they put a stent in the stent failed and uh, in her right carotid artery the, the stent failed but we didn't know that for six weeks they said come back in six weeks and we'll rescan. Right, it yeah so they rescanned it and the aneurysm had actually grown behind her right eye yeah so then they went in, took the um, radial artery out of her left forearm and redid the carotid artery. that failed, then they took the um, artery out of the leg down here, right and that failed and replaced that. So she had nine operations, five brain ops. Oh. and you know, like she was in hospital for about eight months or so, but <clears throat> for a lot of that time, and she was unconscious she you know she was had a lot of um issues and COVID was going on there was a lockdown i wasn't allowed to visit for four days and all that stuff you know they ended up taking a section out of her skull um, and then decompression thing and croniectomy and then put it back again and just a big long process you know and it's uh,
1: absolutely crazy that the technology we have now that obviously terrible yeah. thing that happen mm. but the management afterwards is like okay we can go and try this and we can go and try this and oh, this didn't work yeah. we can try this that's
0: they're fantastic they're, they're phenomenal Yeah, um i can't say any anything bad about sir charles garden hospital they were just brilliant yep yeah
1: that's uh obviously you've got a bit of time of like reflection now mm. obviously that's a definitely a, an interesting period of your life mm. how does it feel at the moment now you've had a bit of time to
0: um uh, well, I guess you know the reality is I'd like to swap it. Yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is, so you deal with it. And look, I think we're closer together, my yeah. wife and I. And um I mean, I've always loved my wife. There's n- there's never been a, a an issue there. But you know, I, I I sort of I go to all the rehab sessions with her. But I, look, I I I feel bad that she can't do all the stuff she used to do mm. and wants, wants to do. You know. Yeah but we we're confident and we're putting all our energies together in the same goal and we're very confident that she'll only get better yeah you know and that's so we're very comfortable with where we are in our life mm. you know like we 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 invested a lot earlier on purely medically purely rehab now we're incorporating more social time into what we do you know yeah 100% yeah and um expanding our you know, what we do, you know, yep. all the time. And, and that's coincided with a few of my mates turning 70. So we, we drove up to Wongan Hills about two weeks ago and we went to bailing up the other day for an, um, Donnybrook for another 70th and I'm down to Eagle Bay. You know, we're both down there, so we're getting around.
1: Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Oh, the the importance of like mm. social contribution and community. is yeah. crazy, Yeah, it's crazy. We're, it's so easy, like I sit here and I'm like, oh, I got all my followers and my subscribers and that. It's, like, <laughs> it's not worth shit if you're not doing something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I yeah. think like every time, even those skates on Mondays and Thursdays. Yeah, like I see that. Yeah, that's it's almost annoying the the uh, responsibility I had to that now because like now every Monday and Thursday I know what I'm doing at six o'clock. You know. Yeah. But then you leave there and you're rich. Yeah, yeah, good. You're rich. Yeah. You feel good. Yeah. That's for free. You got it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I can I I can completely understand that that kind of uh, socializing is such a uh, important. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. a it's like a charge up. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's great. We you know in just little things like that. Every time you do something like that and overcome it, like we're going to Roto in in April, yeah, and uh, th- things like that, you you just feel like you're getting a bit of your life back again. Yep, you know. Yep. To what it was.
1: So obviously, as you said, trading it out would be ideal. Mm. What's the positives that you've taken from the experience that you've had to have?
0: Um, well, look. I, I, that's, um, well, definitely closer to my wife. Yeah. But apart from that, I think I've found a bit out about myself. You know, um, when I set out backpacking at age 20, I sort of, um, you have this, this ideology in your head, you know, and, and you've got this opinion of who you are as a person and what you're trying to be. And, um. And then all of a sudden the you know like you mature and you you' you're confronted with situations I've been in business all my life right for myself and and um whether you like it or not you you you're confronted with with having to deal with situations that give you the shits sometimes yeah and you know they they might be mundane they and and they they, they drain you sometimes yeah. you know and and you, you, you place expectations upon yourself and your staff, you know. And if your staff don't measure up to that, then all of a sudden, you, you know, you you ask yourself, "Am I being a bad boss? Am I being a hard boss? What's right. going on here?" Yep. And then all of a sudden, down through the throughout the years, you end up in a place where you've compromised what you thought you were when you were twenty. Yeah. And so I think this process of, of you know, like writing the book, yep. a complete that was unbelievable. I went through this chronological thing in my mind. Fifty-one years, and I couldn't believe the stuff I could remember.
1: Yeah, okay. The, the
0: days, mm. you know, the, everything I could remember all this stuff clearly, because I was in this zone of isolation in my mind, you know. Yeah. And and I reckon I found the Steve Triggwell from twenty years of age. Wow. You know.
1: That's powerful. Is there a spot between there? And here you think that compromise was uh, justified
0: by having to grow up or having to make... Oh, no, no not really. I think, I don't know whether... Uh, look, justifying, I love that word because we humans are great at that. We can justify anything. Anything you want. Doesn't matter, you change yeah. your mind. And that's what a lot of people don't do. They don't change their mind. Yeah. They, you know, they, they, they make up their minds when they're 20 or 30.
1: Usually based off nothing
0: as well. And, and they make, they get a point of view and then, and all of a sudden they live with that for the rest of their life. Yeah. And they, they think they're sort of, I don't know whether, I don't know, but look, look, it took me a while to work this out, you know, but then once I realised, hey, it's okay to change your mind and then, and this is, this is one of the beautiful, you know, for instance, you think you're right with everything you do, otherwise yep. you wouldn't do it. Yeah. If you were wrong, you'd change your mind. Yeah. Well, I'm the same. Yeah. And so is everyone. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're right. Well, if everyone's right, who's wrong? But, you know, I mean, so it, you go through life. I mean, there's a lot, you're making choices and all that sort of stuff, but it, life's what it is. You just deal with it and it's just got to wake up every day. And like you said, sometimes you've got to remind yourself to be positive. Yeah. You've just got to wake up, bang another picket on the fence. And a few years later, you've got a whole picket fence,
1: yeah. you
0: know? and. As long as
1: you're also willing to rip that picket fence down if you realise you need a steel gate, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think that's that's a really big thing. Like, yeah, I, I think I do think I'm the man. I think I've got it all figured out.
0: <laughs> we all do. But I'm but also
1: very willing to like if you go, hey, here's something that you think, here's where you set it, I want to give you some more information. Please. I might give you a rough first ten se- ten seconds, but once we get past yeah. the ego, I'm ready to listen. Yeah. You know? And I think as long as uh, like what I've found as long as I've kept myself honest in that regard. Where it's like, yeah, you're doing the best possible job you can, but our j- task is to always do a bit better. And if that means yeah. mm. forgetting some other shit that was holding you back, you got to be able to go on, go, go, go. I need the new stuff. Yeah. But I think also it's funny, like I, uh, this was all before COVID. I, I, I told everyone, like one day we're not going to be able to fly wherever you want at the drop mm. of a hat for whatever you, it costs. It's, it's going to be days going to be hard. Yeah. And I remember saying that to someone, going like, you need to do something about that thought. You know, that's, that's a real thing. So I went to Columbia for a month by myself, backpacked, And obviously a lot of experiences I can't talk about on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but Mm. the few that I got from it was like, during that time you have those moments and there is something about like waking up in another country with no responsibility, with no plan, nothing on for the next, however long Mm. you really do understand, like in a more pure sense, what you want, Mm. what's important, what Mm. you want to get done by the end of the day. And I think, because I grew up as like a professional athlete, I lived in other mm. countries and did the whole thing, and I had a really warped idea of what life was. I thought life was working hard towards one goal that came up every 3, 6, 12 months, and basing everything around that. Mm-hmm. And the longevity of that is like, you're going to burn out by the time you're like 25, and mm-hmm. I ended up being done by the time I was 18. So what I got from this trip in Colombia was I really like having the ability to make decisions and giving myself freedom. And If I can somehow monetize that, whatever that is, mm. I don't care what it is. Mm. As long as I get that freedom, we're all good. And Exactly what you happened in the past two years, I've created this freedom now where I wake up. And the past two days, Dad wanted to go to Dunsborough, mm. so we went to Dunsborough. Mm. It stuffed up the rest of my week, but we had time to do it. Why not? Let's go. Drink coffee. Yeah. Drive the Porsche. We're having fun. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes I get myself in these positions in this process where I'm like essentially working for someone else. I'm doing my skill within Black Ink, but it's contracted on a regular basis to someone else. Mm. Well, that's not freedom. Mm. I might as well have a job. I might as well be on the payroll, you know? Yeah, yeah. So then you start having these moments of inflection where you go mm. like, am I staying true to the, to the, to the path, mm. to, to the goal here, mm. or am I starting to bend? And all of a sudden this justification yeah. comes in.
0: Well, that's right. And yeah, that... You do, and that that's going to probably go on all through your life. And you, you know, for me, it was I was lucky enough to find it again. Yeah. You know, even though I had changed. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. I feel like it's a it's a rope that you you know kind of attached to on this path that you're traveling, and it's like you don't want to get too far away from the rope. The rope's where you're meant to be, and yeah. you're allowed to go off over here and trip over and get lost and fall yeah. over there, but you got to end up back at that guide. Mm. And it sounds like through the experience you've got, you just realign with that rope a little bit more, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah I think it was probably. Um, I think in 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 the back of my mind, I'm thinking music because, you know, like I gave music away for thirty years, you know. Oh, okay. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, creatively, anyway. Yeah. You know, and uh, and that was sort of nice to find that again. Yeah. In that sort of thing. Yeah
1: what's your what's your creative creative process like if you're and, and this is the thing does it does it start with the idea of i'm going to create something or no, does it no. happen
0: it just happens i mean you, you can't that's what doesn't work for me is when i put myself down in, in the studio and, and try and write a song it doesn't work like that for me mm. you know if i try and create something no it, you know um I, I think my, like for instance the book the creative it's it, it just got to come out you know it, yeah it's it just got to come out and it, how it starts but it's application too i mean I, I could have just written a diary and left it there but it, you know if you commit the energies to the application then it's going to work yeah and that wasn't sort of um that was that process but uh with the songs as i say they usually usually um a little a little idea or a concept or a seed will come to me and 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 I don't definitely won't try and push that. Look like at another, another song I wrote for my daughter when she went overseas when she first went backpacking. Yeah, I mean that, that song was twenty five years in the making. Yeah, you know I wrote the riff in Mexico in seventy six or something, and um, and finished the song in nineteen I don't know when it was nineteen something yeah. nineteen ninety nine or something right <laughs> um, yeah but
1: th- and um, it's crazy holding on to that seed of an idea well, yeah. that whole time.
0: Yeah, and it just sat there. But that's so that's you know like that's right. You get it sort of goes in the pigeonhole in the shelf, you know, and you yeah. and you and it's you say oh I'll file that under under on on my art or whatever. Yeah, you know, under maybe one day. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and and it just comes out at the right time. That was a funny song because you know her her now husband said to, said to us um, oh you wanna can you write a song for Hannah? She's going away next week. So I, and we were, I had a few beers and we were partying, and I said, yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah. And, uh, and then I went home and I thought, oh, i got nothing, man. What am I going to do here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go <laughs> yeah. into
1: that maybe someday folder and you well, go, hang Well, I pulled on. out
0: that little riff, and because I'd always liked that little riff, and I pulled it out and I, I, and I mucked around. And I still wasn't going anywhere, but I'd learned a few new chords since then. And, but I handballed it to my son, and I said, Jake, his name's Jake, I said, Jake, have I didn't give him any instructions, I just said, Jake, listen, listen to this riff. And, um and uh, see if he can come up with something, anything. And he came back and he he turned the riff into the chorus, whereas I was trying to make the riff the verse. Right. And and it just made, and all of a sudden it made a hell of a lot more sense. So we, I wrote a couple of verses and we finished the song off. So th- that was that process, right. you know. And uh, that was interesting, you know. Um, other songs usually always start for me with the lyrics, you know. And as I say, I'm not a brilliant guitarist so i can always rough rough the chords around the progressions and that but um, it's the words that do it for me yeah
1: yeah interesting i um i know a few musicians that go the complete opposite way they find the music yeah. and then they write to it and it's funny i've kind of been playing around in my head i had a mate release something the other day and he releases stuff really regularly like yeah. exercises that muscle yeah and i was listening to how he released it and i was like oh, i would have gone about it like this this, and this well, look at you having an opinion on something you know nothing about.
0: Yeah. Well point, everyone's got a point of view, you know, and that's that's great, but, you know.
1: It's being an artist.
0: That's and that's what gives you the freedom to to accept criticism. Yep. You know, I mean, people, I mean, I know that a lot of people probably don't like my songs, who cares? You know? Yeah. And but there's some people that do. Well, fantastic, they can have them for free. Yeah, take you it. Know? Take it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I think um it's funny because like there's something about ego and imposter syndrome that are they they just have the complete opposite but they go so well together. Where it's <laughs> like I don't love my work but I don't want to hear anything negative about it either. Yeah. If you can get rid of that those that that kind of pr- protective Paradoxal layer around the outside. Yeah,
0: it's hard. It is hard. I struggle with it. Yeah. You know.
1: Sometimes I feel as well like as a creator sometimes I look at something I'm like I know that no one's going to fuck with this the way I do, <laughs> but I believe in it yeah. and I'm going to leave it. And I had this, uh, it's funny because I've got a, uh, an example come to mind straight away. When I first started Black Ink back up, because Black Ink used to be a coffee van. Yeah. I'd made a couple of shirts. Yeah, I saw
0: that, that one. Right, yeah. so, so then yeah.
1: when I came back, I, it was like maybe the second or third thing that I designed myself in Photoshop and it was a real simple, yeah. real simple little design. I was like, I love this. Yeah. It's, it's, off, it's off balance. It doesn't work yeah. graphically, but I loved how it looked. And I ended up just running it. I showed Riz and she's like, ah, it's not done yet, it's not quite cooked. I'm like, "No, nah, I like it, I'm gonna run it. So I ran it, it's the second, second most sold shirt that Black Ink has. And it was, it's just a nice, simple, it's the box globe. So it's like a, mm. it's just black ink written and mm. like the ink and black are in, inverted to each other. Yeah. And yeah. On, the, on the back, it's got a classic like black ink, social apparel design. And it's yeah. the second most sold shirt that I've had in the business. Oh, there you go. And it was mm. one of those ones where looking at it at the start, I'm like, I don't like it, but I love it. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. And mm. yeah, I just, something about the, every now and then there's something that doesn't seem right, but you, you know, you have to lean on it for some reason. You're like, mm. no, no, I trust that this is actually a winner. Even though it doesn't feel right, that moment mm-hmm. is as scary as as it is exciting. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think. Um, do you find sometimes that when you you uh, you're putting something out there, you're second guessing yourself, or is it, if it's gonna um, work, I'm, or do you just do it anyway, and totally, Because I think that's the thing. Sometimes you know, look, I'm, I'm all, I often will get a song to a point where. I quite like it, but I'm not convinced that it's good enough, you know?
1: Well, that's, that's a question of regularity. So I post three times a day. Yeah. I, make, I try and make five stories a day. Yeah. I try and make one podcast a week. I also create six reels and three clips for another podcast. So my content creation on a weekly scale is massive. Wow, yeah, I reckon. So I'm at a point of with my creativity, I'm actually collecting data as much as I'm creating. Mm. So if you look at everything that I'm posting, I'm trying to spread Mm. a wide stroke of Mm. what I do, Mm. and it's like, oh, people really like the positivity vibes. People like watching me make stuff. People like Mm. watching me do Mm. stuff on motorbikes. Mm. Then the question you're asking is, do I sometimes second-guess myself? The one that I do the the most is Mm. the Monday motivation shit. Mm. So, do you watch your Monday motivation videos? I've seen something. Yeah. Every Monday, yeah. I try and post before nine yeah. o'clock, and yeah. it's always a, a different angle mm. on like what we're all experiencing. Yeah. And you know, this yeah. week I I spoke directly from the heart, and this is the thing: I always would try and record that with no plan. Mm. I just press record and go, "Right, guys, we're back on Monday." Da da Here it is. And I started that last one with like, "Radio guys, last week happened. There's nothing we can change about last week. This week, we're going to fly as close to the sun as possible." That's, That's
0: the one what... I saw. I saw that one. Yeah.
1: And Oops. that is. True to the point of like, as I explained yeah. to you before the podcast, yeah. last week rattled me. Because the of mm. two weeks mm. before that, I was Active Citizen of the Year nomine- nominee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Week after that, I'm down at Rocky Point. I'm picking up rubbish. I'm getting recognized by the city. It's all great. And then all of a sudden that happened. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? I was winning. I was flying on the sun. I was there. I was doing it. It was golden days. And then, yeah, yeah. but with that, even watching that back, it's like, listen to my dumb voice. My, my beard is thin in this area. <laughs> the, the, the audio isn't good, but you can't listen to that. You know? Because if uh, we're yeah. posting a thousand pieces of content this month, this is building a wall, and yeah. one brick can be a little wonky.
0: Yeah.
1: That can yeah. actually all be a little wonky. Yeah, okay. But as long as that wall at the end, as long as we got the content out, and as long as, yeah. as long as it was above a certain line, it doesn't have to be as close to that perfection that you're looking for because your regularity is a lot less. Yeah. So if you release mm. six things this year, we need six diamonds. Mm. We can't We can't have six gold rings or silver rings. Mm. We need six diamonds. Yeah, yeah, Whereas I can just have a thousand gold rings, mm. you know? <laughs> Interesting metaphor on that one, eh? Yeah, yeah. I've got a question for you that I keep on almost forgetting to ask. The end of the song has a um, a nice end, like it just finishes. Mm. I don't remember the exact um, yeah, sound it, of that, but it's it got like a, a drop. What was the inspiration there?
0: Well, I... I I wanted to get that. There's a there's a Van Morrison vibe that he often gets going in his songs, which is which is sort of like you know like a sing-along type thing. Right. And that's you know like I'm going la 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 la, basically just sing along with the choir, right? Yep. Then the choir drops out and it's just me alone, which is what we're all we come in alone, we go out alone, and you never know when the door's going to shut on you. Brilliant. And that's what that was all about. Yeah. You know so. I almost did. I, I, we, I was going to do a recording for that song yep. at a party we had organised in, before COVID, and COVID hit. And I never, I was going to get everyone there, drunk, you know, like perfect, yeah, get a crowd them all along, all singing that la 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 la, you know, and then have record the door opening and shutting. But I just never got around to that, right? You know, but you know, like, well, I guess that gets back to what we were just saying there, you know, about incomplete. Projects, but you release them anyway, which is what I, what I probably need to do more of.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. there's definitely a. Uh, this is going uh, a little bit of a. I love that part of the song, by the way. Mm. It's very akin to another part of a song that I love that is a dead drop and then it goes on to the next track in the album and mm. it's such a beautiful pickup, and I just love that. Mm. Like, you thought you had it, but you don't. I'm still the yeah. artist, you're the listener. That's what it says to me. I love that, you know? Yeah. Um, I think there's a certain thing with art as well that to be responsible. As someone who's creating something, it has to have a time that it's due, right? And mm. when, when I record these stories on a Monday morning, mm. I'm not spending all morning on this. Mm. We're spending 15 seconds on recording it, and we're going to spend mm. 30 seconds on looking at it, and then we're going to post it, and then we're going to move on. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Otherwise, I'm just going to keep recording yeah. this over and over, and then I'm yeah. going to realize the first one I recorded was actually the one. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think, like, yeah, I would love to go back and polish each thing that I post, mm. but mm. you just realize, like, I'm also running a business. Yeah, social exactly media is just a front, right. yeah. you know? Mm. But one, actually, one thing's for sure, when it comes to like, like all these piles of clothes here are all are different clients, like I can't handle the idea that someone paid for something from me when it's their stuff, so like it's their designer, it's their thing on mm. a shirt, and I didn't apply it properly. Mm. And if, that, if it's gonna cost me money to make it perfect, it's gonna be perfect every time. Yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. You don't wanna be going back there, yeah. Mm.
1: It's such a, uh, being an artist is hard, bro. <laughs>
0: well monetizing it is hard work yeah i think that's the that's i mean this is the struggle of all you know i mean i love that song mark Knopfler in the gallery you know the dire straits did it way back in the 70s or sometime and um or whenever it was i don't know 80s maybe in the gallery it's all about who gets to to determine which paintings hang in the gallery yeah you know and and uh it's it's got nothing to do with the artist, you know. It's it's the gallery owners and whoever pays the most. Like i like I said, Van Gogh got sold one painting. I think, you know. Yeah. It's monetizing art is is a weird thing, and I think you run into trouble. I don't know. Well, obviously, look. I mean, look. There's a machine behind these world global artists. That's right. You know, it's it's an entourage. Massive.
1: Yeah. yeah well, and probably and the
0: guy who's making the most dope someone like Ed Sheeran because he hasn't got a band to pay, he hasn't got everyone else to pay. I saw him at that first concert he did in Perth and I'm looking at this one guy down there and the stadium's packed and he's yeah. raking in all that money and he hasn't got it, hardly anyone else to pay. He's, mm. Well he, he's got probably some, well, obviously he's got managers and stuff but you know.
1: He, I think there's definitely like, I look at what Black Ink is and I go the, the best way that I can monetize this is to not categorize it as anything mm. and to go where it feels right and there is money not where Mm. there's heaps of money but as long as there's Mm. money present and i can get by i believe that if i and like yesterday i started the day with 70 dollars, and i finished with like 800 and i think right now i've got 200 it's Mm. like i don't need a lot to live i don't need a lot Mm. to survive Mm. i just need to get good at whatever i'm getting good at at the moment and the door will open absolutely 100 i think you're
0: doing a great job from what you know from I mean, from what I,
1: I put out is a, is a different story of what's going on behind oh, but. <laughs> well
0: that's always the case we, we always you know it's a very interesting point well you know like are we who we are or are we who we want to be perceived as or, or who everyone else perceives us as yeah you know so you know, no and no you're doing a good
1: job i think a more accurate thing to say is there's not a difference between the front and the back of house there is as I said at the beginning of this, I'm trying to let you know if you're paying attention to me, I only need you to know about the positive stuff. Mm. I don't need you to know about the negative stuff. because Nobody it,
0: wants to know the negative shit. No.
1: And if I'm you know, your... your, have their own. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And our relatability on negativity isn't as powerful to me as my inspiration of positivity that I can be to someone else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like... Because I, I know. Because I, as I said, like three and a half years, four years ago... I was a truck driver who believed I was in a good position. Mm. A truck driver who worked 12 hour day, 12 hour nights Mm. consecutive for for a week at a time, thinking, Mm. this is fuck, I'm making all the money, I've got a Mm. job, I'm killing, Mm. I drive big off.
0: Mm. Dude, that's Mm. not living. No, but you can justify it to yourself if you want to. That's right. You know? That's right. And I did. We can justify anything.
1: Now, if I can talk to that person, whoever that is, who's driving a truck right now, who watches my stories every Monday, I say, man, last week was last week but this week we're going to fly directly towards the sun. He goes, yeah. fuck yeah, dude, that's yeah. powerful. Yeah. I get to be that voice. So I think a more accurate way of saying it is what I show the world is the best part of it. But if I'm going to say anything about the honest whole perspective is that there is a negative part. And I deal with that the way I deal with that. But that's, that's you know you know, as being a human as well, that the negative part is kind of the part that you're always dealing with, that you're focusing on, that you're trying to get better.
0: It's what makes you better, yeah. You know, and that's why, you know. I think um, it took me a while to work it out. Discipline, self-discipline, yes, yeah, is what overcomes it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if you know, if you can discipline yourself in a small way, start small, any old way. You know, what I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like I, I think I know what I'm talking about. I mean, this is, you know. Yeah, your experience
1: has worked so far.
0: Well, it's, it worked for me because. That was the, what I discovered way back in, in, in Vancouver, in Canada. It was, you know, I mean, I, I got to a point where my mate that I was travelling with, he, he'd been busted for working without a visa, and he got deported out of the country, which I got eventually deported, but at yeah. th- that point I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, and I had, all of a sudden, here I am on my own, and uh, I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I've, I've got no one else to support me. I'm, I've got no one to, you know, back me up here. Yeah. I mean, you know... It, So, what am I going to do? So, I had to learn a way to have conviction in my own beliefs and my own decision-making process. And I didn't know how to go about that. But I knew I had to, because honestly, I hadn't had a a, a track record of self-discipline. Yep. But that's when I undertook it. That's when I started. I started jogging. I started running. Yeah, okay. Running, 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 and uh, and then then I became a vegetarian for a little while. Yeah. Not because I wanted to be a vegetarian, but because I needed to deny myself something that yeah, I really yeah, liked.
1: The discipline in it—that's what know? it is. Yeah.
0: And I only did, did it for, for a while, but I mean, and then once I realised that I could trust my decision making, you know, and believe in myself, yeah, that was a stepping stone. Yeah, to, was to working that? out who I was. Da da da, all that stuff, and it all of a sudden unfolds a bit.
1: Yeah, well, then you start asking the question, well, if I could have anything I wanted in the world, really, mm. what do I want?
0: Yeah, then, and then you
1: start realizing, and, and the, I think the first place people go is what I don't want. I know I don't want this. I know I don't like this. That's great. Mm. We've got a bit of data now. Because mm. knowing what you want is really hard. And I feel like I'm on the way, but I still have no idea.
0: Well, I, try not to live in the future, because if you're doing that, you know, what you want to do is just focus on what we're doing now, what you're doing now, in, in the moment. Yeah everyone says it but that's true yeah you know that's that's a bloody hard thing no but if you if you apply yourself in the moment all the time the future will look after itself yeah yeah you know i'm
1: i'm cramping up like a bloody yeah okay we've totally i i didn't forget to do the introduction i just i like the flow so much i was like i don't want to interrupt it let's just (laughs) let's get this out but if people want to find your song your book your website where can they go
0: um Well the song itself is on, you know, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, all the major streaming platforms, the song, right, there is an official video out there on on YouTube and on all those channels. Yep. My website, www.stevetrigwell.com That's E-V-E, isn't it? Well, they can spell it whichever way they want, it'll redirect Steve. Yeah, sweet, sweet. Steve, with a P-H, doesn't matter, stevetrigwell.com. Yep. Um, and that's pretty much a website which just details my what I've written. I've yep. wrote, I wrote a children's book again in in 2004. Oh, okay. As well as the um, other one. Yep. Um, 105 Steps <laughs> is the name of the book. Uh, so there's the website, uh, the streaming platforms. What else? That's about it, I think.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. And you gave me a copy of the book. Actually. Yeah. Let me just. Which, as long as my bike is running and in my possession, when we go across to Victoria, I'm going to take this with me, okay. and um, probably going to... Oh, that's bloody wildly coincidental. So this is the book, by the way. There you go.
0: That's Bunbury. That's and that's up, Rocky Point.
1: Rocky Point, I've just applied to adopt a spot, so we'll, Black Ink will be looking after it on a long-term basis, cleaning up all the rubbish and right. keeping it looking pretty. Good. How's that for a coincidence, and it's on the cover of the book that you give me.
0: And that... That picture, by the way, was taken on the day of the Yalu bushfires years ago. Oh, like years that,
1: ago. hence the um, yeah. kind of purpley red sky. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Uh, Literary Titan Book Award. Won a gold book. Really? How'd you. Um, so, what, what, what's behind that? You got nominated and it, and it won, obviously.
0: Yeah. I, I put it in for reviews with an a online book club. Yeah. And um, got four out of four stars for that. And won um, the Gold Book Award. And uh, when I released it on Amazon Australia, yeah, it um, it went number one in two categories. Oh, really? Shortly, only for a short period of time. Yeah, they still. they measure it
1: by the hour. Yeah.
0: But, um, yeah.
1: That's crazy. That's so cool. Mm. I'd have that written all over the front if that was my book. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> well, Steve, it's been an absolute mm. pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks, Joe. And I think we could honestly talk for another couple hours because I just... Mm. As I said at the beginning, you're a creator, you're an artist, so I know there's something there to talk about.
0: Okay, we we found something, I hope. Yeah, buddy.
1: Anyway, everyone at home, like, subscribe, do the thing. We'll catch you later. Yo! <laughs>